Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Nashville's latest July 4th show made quite a bang with direct spending. The Nashville International Airport unveils a massive new monument. Plus, is Nashville putting on the Ritz or will we always be known as Trashville? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. would think that Nashville right now is trying to make the choice between uh, putting on the Ritz or taking out the trash or taking out the trash because in one hand we're building all of this luxurious stuff which we're going to be talking about in a second on the other hand apparently we're so trash that Cooper's trying to ban all of the trashy things from downtown Nashville. So we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But if you want to make sure that uh, you have a good chance at winning some uh, gift cards to Nashville food, make sure you text Brad. If you don't know who Brad is, uh, it's one of those transcendental properties that just happen in the laws of physics. If you think Nashville, you automatically think Brad. And uh, Brad will give you, if you win, a gift card. Uh, and you can text him. We'll show you some of the uh, the delicious food here in a second. And you can text Brad. Text him or call whatever you want to do. You can text Brad whatever you want. Usually the longer the hashtag, which think Nashville, think Brad related, uh, the the better chance you might have of, have of winning as number 615-856-3270. Just pause this. Go ahead and do it right now. Uh, but if you're wondering what delicious food is on the table for this, uh, so to speak, it's from Fresh Hospitality, which has uh, some of the, the best Nashville brands for food uh, that is the, that a lot of people like. Yeah, they have uh, Martin's Barbecue, Hugh Babies, the Grilled Cheesery, Waldo's Chicken, uh, they have Citizens Kitchen. Uh, most of the other restaurants are located in Memphis, 55 South down in Franklin. So, and Tzatziki. So, if you're looking for some great fi- uh, food, not fire, uh, great food, I mean, six one five. Let's pull up the number again: six one five eight five six three two seven zero. So, uh, make sure pause, text Brad. What you're thinking about, if you're thinking Nashville, thinking Brad, uh, tell them what food you're thinking about as well. Make it a very long hashtag or give Brad a call. If you just want to check in on him, see how he's doing, you can uh, call 615-856-3270. We'll talk a little bit about Martin's later, speaking of fresh hospitality food. Um, All right. So not too long ago, just a little over a month ago, uh, Nashville had what it felt like its first full back-to-life fireworks show on July 4th. They call it their Let's uh, Let Freedom Sing event. That's the fireworks show, all the downtown parties in collaboration with the Nashville Symphony and one of the largest fireworks show in the nation. Um, And it was good to see that event go really well. And now the numbers are released from Visit Music City to uh, to tell actually how well the event did. Yeah, I was actually expecting a little bit more than this. Uh, So we're actually going to talk about two events. We're going to talk about CMA Fest and Let Freedom Sing. And this is also not including Bonnaroo direct visitor spending because Bonnaroo doesn't happen in Nashville, folks. It happens in Manchester. Close, close, but not Nashville. All right. So this is coming from News Channel 5. And let's just get into it. Two major summer events in Nashville this year ranked in more than $70 million in estimated direct visitor spending. This is also not including 
the WWE SummerSlam or the Music City Grand Prix. So Correct. Th- those are the other numbers that will probably come in the next few weeks. CMA Fest, which was held during the second weekend of June, ha- had a modest growth from the time it was last year, uh, was last held in 2019, where visitor spending was around $64.9 million. In 2022, that number rose to $65.2 million. Uh, that's one you, you can't, for the first time that it's been brought back uh, post-pandemic, uh, hopefully that you, you can't complain about that number getting higher. I think in those circumstances, sometimes you're lucky if it uh, if it goes down, that's not a good sign. It's not a good if sign it breaks even, hey, you've got next year to get better. It's the first time it's been here in a couple of years. Uh, but even to see it higher than that $64.9 million from 2019, I think that's a major win for them. Yeah, so you may be wondering how many hotel rooms sold during that first month of June or just the month of June. Uh, 875,407 hotel rooms. Uh, I was not expecting that. That's a huge number. (laughs) Somebody do the math on that, uh, on how many hotel rooms are available per rate in Nashville. Yeah, go just check on that for us because I don't want to do that math. Now let's talk about 4th of July, the Let Freedom Sing event, which is Nashville's 4th of July event, brought in an estimated $11 million in direct visitor spending which is down from the year prior. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, organizers expected this, however. They say as the holiday was on a Monday and the w- weather forecast was spotty in some areas, it was also extremely hot, extremely humid, and no wind that day. It was, uh, it was So rough. that could have driven some people out. It was rough. Uh, Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation reported that an estimated 79% of attendees were out of town uh, visits. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, let's see, they also did a survey. 96% of those who took the survey, uh, we don't know how many people took the survey, said Six. that they were likely to attend the 96% said they were likely to attend the event next year, and 52% were first-time attendees. That's right. pretty. I, I think that's, that, that's pretty awesome. significant. So where the where in the world did all those people come in and out of? Well, they came from BNA International, <laughs> Nashville International Airport. And uh, last week on Thursday, the Nashville International Airport unveiled a new. 40-foot-tall BNA monument at its entrance at One Terminal Drive off of the interstate. I saw this thing last week. I was about to say, if if you've been in Nashville for a while and you've driven down there, this is really no surprise that you've seen this. This has actually been there for a while. Maybe maybe some some of the lighting hadn't been at its uh, kind of peak uh, performance yet, but this giant 40-foot monumental statue is now, I guess, officially done. And we'll be there at the airport entrance. Uh, for those of you who have ever wondered what BNA stands for, uh, it doesn't stand for Banana Nashville Airport or anything uh, like that. I wish it did. Uh, it stands for uh, Barry Field Nashville. And you're like, wait, BNA, B, yeah, Barry Field, B. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Barry Field Nashville Associated. Airport. Yeah. Uh, so it's very interesting. It, it doesn't all add up, but it does eventually. It's always confusing. Uh, in honor of the airport's first administrator, Colonel Harry S. Barry. Uh, so there you go. And it, it lights up like you saw earlier, blue and yellow, which are the colors of the international airport. All right. So we said we'll talk about Martin's Barbecue. And here is that time to talk about Martin's Barbecue. Uh, we went to the downtown location on 4th Avenue and I had the brisket burger with the mac and cheese. 
Uh, they changed their serving size of the mac and cheese, so that was interesting. Uh, let me guess, smaller? Uh, so usually it used to come in like a little plastic container thing. Okay. And now it's coming in like a little like cardboard container thing. Okay. So I think it's maybe the same size. Maybe it's just a scoop of mac and cheese. <laughs> I don't know. By the like actual like circumference matter of sure. the, the depth of the thing, if you got more mac and cheese, yeah, you don't yeah. know if there's more volume in the previous one than this yeah. one. But yeah. w- w- what's really interesting is the burger was delicious, but it wasn't like memorable like it used to be. Interesting. So like y- you know like those moments you take a bite of a burger and you're just like, wow, that's oh a yeah, good burger. Oh yeah, I did not have that experience with this last brisket burger from Martin's Barbecue. Uh, so I was about to say, I had a good experience. It wasn't anything that was, uh, super tremendous, but I had the, uh, pulled pork meal. Uh, so I had pulled pork on some bread. Uh, I put some of the sauce that was on the table on, uh, the pulled pork. It was great. Like it was, it was very flavorful. Um, and that was great. I had green beans, which their green beans were fantastic. I really enjoyed their green beans and their coleslaw, uh, was the coleslaw was really good. No complaints there, uh, but the green beans were very hot, very flavorful. Uh, so that was honestly the best part of my meal were the green beans. I think uh, I think you and I are getting spoiled with our barbecue, Aaron. <laughs> we um, we've been going outside of the city of Nashville for a little while and checking out these little small stands in small town Tennessee. I know they need to bring uh, and, bring all that in Nashville, and we're, we're getting spoiled because the thing about Martin's is they have multiple locations throughout Middle Tennessee. But they, some of these smaller barbecue stands we've been going to, they only have one location, and they do that one location extremely well. Yeah, so uh, let us know. Comment below your favorite barbecue spot in uh, Nashville, or if you have one outside of Nashville, let us know what that is. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it feels like first summer like is kind of over. It's like is it first it's summer like, or are we on second summer? I've lost track. I don't know, but it's it just like the or last... if we hit first summer, it didn't end. That's it's been true. a long first summer. Yeah, it's just like the humidity the last few days has been yeah. very low, and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. We're in like, first. Are we in first fall? I, it's too early. It's too early, guys. Pumpkin spice <laughs> is we, not we, even we here. Can't, we can't it's say that now. It's not at Dunkin' Donuts yet. I was walking around Kroger. And I know this is not involving the tip of the day, but I was walking around Kroger, and I had my first pumpkin spice sighting of a Starbucks coffee, and I'm like, it's almost here. I could taste it. I could taste it, but I'm not doing this Starbucks thing. All right, that's not the tip of the day. But <laughs> it, it, I don't think it's first fall yet. But speaking of kind of fall, there's areas that you should be definitely walking around in the fall. And for our tip of the day, we would highly recommend you head over to Percy Warner Park, walk around the trails, see the beautiful nature of the rolling hills of Middle Tennessee, and in a, f- a few weeks when it is actually fall, like walk around in the fall as well. Well, thanks to Amy Grant, they fixed the potholes now. Oh, <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a funny story. We'll probably talk about that uh, at some point yeah. at, at here because uh, News Channel Five actually did a pretty good article on that uh, here recently. So, uh, but Percy Warner, excellent park, a lot of different activities for you to do there. Uh, it's a great place for dogs, great place for cross country running. Actually, it's a great place for horse riding um, and lots of other things. They have the stairs of death as well for those of you who dare to go on them. So uh, check out that park in West Nashville. That is Explorers Nashville tip of the day.
Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Bowtie Barber Club. If you want to drink whiskey and coffee while getting your haircut, Bowtie Barber Club is the place for fantastic. you. Uh, they have some great whiskey selections. The unfortunate thing is you can't pour your own whiskey, so just have fun with that. But you can get some haircut, drink some whiskey, and you can also get your nose wax all at the same time. It's a great experience. Visit BowtieBarberClub.com right now to book your haircut today. If you've been following this podcast, you know... Some of the things that have been going on downtown, such as uh, getting rid of all street vendors um, and then as well as 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 pretty strict restrictions on party buses, as well as this wasn't talked about a lot during the discussion of this tour buses as well. Um, And and so we have, uh, you know, an image that, okay was Nashville too trashy? What was what was going on to really spark all of these changes? Uh, who was becoming unhappy? Um, and is, is that, are we going to lose part of Nashville because we're trying to get rid of maybe a trashy image of Nashville uh, from some people's perspectives? Um, but I, I bring all that up to say, um, I don't think that we'd have the four seasons and what we're going to be talking about here in a second, the Ritz Carlton here, if Nashville was truly Trashville. I think these places are here to stay. Uh, I think downtown can probably always get a little bit messy, probably not like nineties messy for Nashville and eighties, nineties, messy for Nashville, but or like San Francisco, messy. but like bachelorette, uh, bachelorette parties, uh, all the lower Broadway bars, loud music, that kind of stuff uh, can, can get a little bit crazy, but still support the luxury market that's coming to Nashville and the Ritz is is kind of proof of that the four seasons and uh, the Ritz this is a uh, an article we're going to be talking about they are they are eager to break ground and I think it's going to happen this year yeah so this is coming from the Nashville Business Journal and it says the Ritz Carlton eyed fourth corner construction start so they they've had the fence up for over a year on the site of the four seasons <laughs> yes. which we'll sh- we have Greg the Google guy Dancing around the roundabout right now, so we'll show him in a second. Not he, got, he got trashy we'll show, last night, but he's here with he's, us. He is he's here with and us holding and... the camera. He's doing a great <laughs> job. Uh, well, I do want to bring this up, and then we're going to a- answer this later on in the episode, too. Uh, will Nashville become one of the best luxury markets in the United States? <sighs> Personally, I believe it will. Um, I think we have, we've barely touched the surface of what luxury really means here in Nashville Yeah, with the opening of four seasons in September and the Ritz, uh, starting construction and other luxury properties coming. I, I truly think Nashville will be in the top three luxury cities in the United States. And I would even go on a limb and say, we will be compared to the luxury of Dubai at some point in Nashville. Yeah. At some point we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this and then we'll think, okay, when, what's the point in which we reach that? So uh, let, let's talk about what is uh, it's been a while since we've shown some images of the Ritz. Uh, so just to remind everybody, if you are uh, Greg is on, is on site. So he'll show you where the Ritz is going to be located. Um, but if it, if you haven't seen this podcast uh, or if you haven't heard about the Ritz Carlton, uh, where is this going? So Greg is on site for us at the Korean vets roundabout to show where the Ritz is going to be located. Uh, so right behind him is a bunch of sticks. Look at those things <laughs> Just sticking out of the ground, minding their own business. Uh, and then over to the left where Greg is, that's the music city center, which is part of the reason we're having these very luxury 
markets come to life here. But this is a site right here in the corner. It's a really fascinating site because that fence has been up for probably a year. And if, now they're going to start more, yeah. breaking ground on it. Uh, so you're going to have the Ritz-Carlton here. And then across the street, you're going to have a million square foot office building across from that. So you already thought the traffic was bad at the roundabout. Just give it about two months. It's going to be insanely worse. Yes. So what is the Ritz-Carlton going to look like? Uh, it is going to be a two-story property that's coming in to... A two-story property? That uh, Sorry, a two-building property. Oh, I was like... <laughs> That was looks like, a little bit bigger uh, than I was, two that, stories. That, yeah, that, that's a lot of hype for two stories. But it is a stunning <laughs> bu building. Uh, and you can see to the right of this rendering that we're looking at, uh, that other building that I mentioned, the yeah, one that, million that square feet building. of office. Yeah. Uh, and then to your left of this image, uh, you can see the Music City Center and the curve of the rolling hills of the Music City Center. So w while this image is up, this is going to be, um, the on the right side, a 46 story tower composed of 242 Ritz-Carlton hotel rooms, Ooh, buddy. 165 for sale condominiums. That's great. A parking deck and a rooftop restaurant, mm -hmm. an adjacent 32 story tower. That's the one on the left composed of 185 apartment units. That's great. <laughs> That's incredible. A dog park on the corner of Lafayette and Peabody streets. Oh, wow. A spa garden, grand ballroom, hotel bar, fitness center, dining area, and pool deck. And also, which is a, a very unique feature of this, outdoor wraparound terraces for I'm, I'm both towers. I'm trying to find the photo of the terrace. Uh, this no, may, no, that that's, the, that's the street level. I think that might be the terrace. Right going here? down. No, going down one. All right. I'm very possible. I, I don't think so. Uh, let us know if this is a, this is the dog park. This is one of the dog parks. They had photos of terraces and other that's business a, journal articles. That's the fancy dog. It, will this be the luxury dog park of downtown that downtown's needing for all the luxury dogs? Nah, huh. I don't think so. It's only for the Ritz dogs. The Ritz dogs. <laughs> yes, it is. It is the Ritz dogs. The Ritz dogs. Uh, this, according to the Business Journal, one this 1.2 million square foot uh, development marks one of the biggest projects near the Korean Vets roundabout. Uh, they say an area changing rapidly with towers proposed uh, from Tony Giratana. His condos for sale at the 505 it looks pretty cool. Uh, the Congress Group and other developers also developing near there. Here's another rendering of the Ritz at night. So this is looking up Lafayette Street. You can see the sticks that are just hanging out, doing nothing and pretending to be art. And then you have the Ritz Carlton. And then over here down the road a little bit will be uh, the dog park. So that's Nashville putting on the Ritz. All right. Let's travel back in time a little bit to, uh, oh, let's say the 1800s. There's a, uh, there's a building that, uh, Greg is showing us for maybe the last time. This is currently where, uh, headquarters beercade is located. And according to the national post, this old school basin rebuilding located in Sobro and once housed the long closing Ace of Clubs night spot is likely to be demolished. Uh, funny story about the Ace of Clubs. I've heard stories where the Ace of Clubs, uh, this is this is not too long ago, 30, 40 years ago, used to be a place where it was so packed in uh, like the 90s that they would have, they had like a boxing ring. 
Okay. In the middle of it, there's okay. uh, and, and it would uh, draw so much attention to this place. Every hour, they would draw two guys' names. That's cool. And they would box huh. in the middle of this, and it was packed. Huh. Uh, and even they had uh, like some weeknight things and everything there. So uh, this was a pretty well, popular let, place for Nashville. Let's keep Greg uh, on the street for a second. So I just I just want to talk about this where we asked the question at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Will Nashville be one of the top luxury cities? Uh, so right there is going to be the four seasons. Look at this space right here. So you have this giant parking lot and then behind where the headquarters arcade is. Or yeah. The arcade is. There's a huge parking lot. Yeah. So the big question is what's going there? Is it going to be another luxury hotel? It's very interesting. I uh, think it may. So on the one hand, so let's let's view headquarters real quick. Uh, on the one hand, it's very interesting that this building didn't get protected, I think. It's it's uh, for an 1800s early 1800s era building. It's ugly. It, it's ugly, but I'm still surprised it didn't get protection. Uh, because it still has a little bit of that lower Broadway feel um, for its style. Uh, but I, I think it's very interesting it didn't get shut down. But to, to kind of answer your question, yes, I, I do think that there is going to be something major that's going into there. Is it going to be hotel, office building, all company? Of the, all of the above. All of the above. Uh, a, a, another major mixed-use project in... Uh, I just like, Broadway. I like how this parking lot has one review, uh, two reviews. <laughs> it's a one star parking lot. Oh, it man. Just, it, it just needs to be gone. There, there can't be a good review for a parking lot. No. <laughs> if you have one, let us know. We may try finding that parking <laughs> lot in Nashville. Uh, but now we're going to go back up the street to basically Fourth Avenue. And we have uh, Greg, the Google guy on the he street. Is, he's he's on a scooter. And he is scooting. He's getting places. He's scooting, booting real quick. Um, um, so th this is the building he's looking at right now is also very ugly as well. And we're just going to throw it up. It's just a, a tan wall <laughs> with a I, parking sign in front. This one can go. This one could be gone. This one can go. I uh, This one's never going to get historic historic status. Is there? Is, can we see other parts of the building, Greg? It's Greg. It, there we go. It is. There, I mean, there's not much to it. Let's go to this corner. It's ugly. <laughs> Just get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so a DC developer, this is coming from the Nashville post is planning a, guess what? A mixed use development there. Who would have thought a mixed use development coming to Sobro and not just, well, we'll keep this there while we're talking about it. Not just a, a mixed use, de use development, a 24 story mixed-use development, so a lot Greg, of potential there. Greg is like, guys, that's a one-story building. How are you putting a 24-story building it's a there? Very, very interesting question. Uh, so the, uh, the the person who has this site, the project is going to be on 522 to 532 4th Avenue South, so it may... Uh, now it's only 0.78 acres, so, yeah, yeah. so it's still not going to be very wide. It's going to be very tall. The high-rise is planned... Uh, and according to a document submitted to Metro Planning, would offer up to six retail spaces and 525 Ooh. apartments. Wow. As, six retail spaces. As well as, and this will be the most interesting part since it's going to be very narrow, not very wide, a 276-space uh, structured garage is part of the proposal. But the problem is, is if you have 525 apartments and everyone has a car... Good luck, everybody. Yeah, that. 
We'll go back to the Ace that, Club and have a boxing match. That, that math does not add up. Yeah, who's at doing all? Who's doing that math? Yeah. Uh, so this was this had to be about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. There was a parking lot that sold in downtown Nashville, uh, right on Fourth Avenue next to Broadway. And this parking lot sold for a very high amount. It was the highest sold parking lot in Nashville history, besides like that Mercedes Benz uh, parking lot over on Lebanon Pike that we talked about a while ago. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is right behind. Is it Old Reds or uh, Dirks Bentley? Yeah, Dirks Bentley. Uh, Correct. Yes. Whiskey Row. And Greg. So Greg took his scooter down. He scoot scoot booty. And uh, yeah. he is he is there with the tourists today. Yeah. So he's just they. I thought that was a scooter, but it's can't go. Uh, <laughs> so this parking lot is going to be, guess what? A honky tonk. The Nashville post says it's a bar with live music. Yes. It's th- going to be a honky tonk. <laughs> folks. Let's be honest. Yeah, they, they just need to just say honky tonk at this point. Uh, all right. So we, you thought we were done with development news. We've got a ton more uh, now to go to. Greg's going to have to climb up the hill over to municipal auditorium. Um, there is a property, uh, that are some law offices right beside municipal auditorium. It's on James Robertson Parkway. It offers, uh, this, uh, hotel is going to be put where these law offices are located. Um, and, uh, I've, I've just been waiting for this to happen because it's been such a prime spot for it. Um, and it's going to be located next to uh, auditorium. Sorry, I've been stalling because I've been waiting for Greg to get there. There he is. Well, he's he's looking at municipal auditorium, but I need to point this out. Google blocks out everything besides ads on buses, and it, it's just the first thing you see is hashtag hurt on this this bus. Uh, <laughs> just I think it's funny, but that's municipal auditorium. In the basement of municipal auditorium, you have musicians hall of fame. But this is the law office that's right here. Uh, Hughes and Coleman. This is the law office that's going to be turned into the hotel. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give time for Greg to go on the other side there, so you could see all of the valuable space that's there. Because unlike a lot of places in this area, uh, it's it's one more side over. Uh, this actually has a ton of parking. Yeah. I think which so, is huge. So the site. So Greg's there. The site has a ton of potential because. Uh, while that law office looks small from the front, you combine the you combine the the law office and that parking lot, and you've got a solid block to work with there. And you can say goodbye to that dumpster because it's no longer <laughs> going to be there, folks. Yep. So uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, this hotel will have 180 rooms. Okay. Um, and this used to be Hughes and Coleman uh, Law Office, an extension from some of their offices in Bowling Green, Kentucky. All right, so comment below. Will Nashville become one of the best luxury markets in the United States? When do you think it will? Because I think that's interesting. For us to get to a certain level, I think it will because we have an advantage of lots of other cities in that we're not a lot of other cities, yep. and we're a little bit safer than other cities that that's have that, uh, that are in that market. And we're cleaner. And we're cleaner. So I'm going to say five to ten years. Ooh, I think that's soon. I'm going to say 2050. 2054. Wow. Thank you for listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. And to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. 
Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production, copyright 2022.